Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Gabriel Byrne, the actor, all right, says the old Dublin he loved is lost forever. The US-based actor says hideous buildings have been allowed to spring up changing the architecture of the city. On recent visits, he has been impressed with the huge range uh, of food now available, but which he puts down to the influx of so many different nationalities. And and you know what? He's kind of right in a way that it has changed. But is that a bad thing? Because if I walk out the door here, when I walk out for, say, a cigarette with Ashling or whatever, we used to be able to see literally nearly as far as the the, the centre of the city. Even up on the second floor here, we could see right down. And if we went up to the top floor, there's four... Five, five floors in this building, I think. Is there five floors in this building, actually, or four? I can't remember. I remember getting up on the roof one day when Andy Badney was going back in time and we, well, there's a ladder up on the top where you can actually get up onto the roof because he had to fix something technical up there with our mast or something like that. But we could see the spire. Now you couldn't because there's high-rises all around us being built constantly all the time and the whole city has changed. This end of the city, oh, for those not familiar with where we are, we're down near the Three Arena. So it's all changed. But anyway, Gabriel Byrne said, there are changes that you see and you think, God, I wish that hadn't happened. You see that in particular with the architecture where these hideous buildings go up. Even though I've been gone for years, when you feel part of a city, you kind of have a bond to it. When you see things that are done, you think, well, who gave permission for that monstrosity to go up? And he went on to say, you see these changes and you realise, in one way, uh, we don't really have much of a say in what happens in Dublin. Well, you do, you can object. But anyway, but I did uh, see on the way back to work this morning a sign that said, have your say about Dublin's future development. Uh, That was kind of hopeful, he says, and I hope uh, people really pay attention to what the sign says. We don't want this, but we want that and we want... And we want this kept, and we don't want this sold to some chain. Now, Connor Skeen, by the way, um, from the housing agency, chair of the housing agency, was in the Sunday Independent, and he's a columnist. He says that cities change, and Dublin has become a more attractive place to live. But today, I want to talk about the old versus the new when it comes to architecture. I suppose versus having a city that's practical. And I want to know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Has Dublin been lost forever? Has the city been lost? And by the way, it's not just Dublin. Cork has changed too. Or has most of the development of the capital of the last few years and decades actually been a good thing? I mean, look, there's more places to live now in the city. You've got high-rise apartments, etc., etc. And cities have to evolve. Society has to evolve. And we can't make buildings look old because being old is quite traditional. I mean, there's some beautiful buildings in Dublin. I am... Very sad to say, and sometimes ashamed to say, that I'm ashamed of my own city because it's dirty. If I walk down O'Connell Street, it's filthy and it's full of takeaways and casinos and things that I wouldn't be too proud of. I would like to see more, you know, window shopping like in the old days. Um, So it is sad to see that O'Connell Street is not like Grafton Street and it should be because it's our main thoroughfare. Um, And it's filthy dirty and the Garda Shea should be there more often because unfortunately it's quite violent and unsafe by times. Um, So the other thing is, I'm asking you, you, are you proud of your city? Do you think traditionally it looks well? Are we destroying it with new developments? Do you agree with Gabriel Byrne and what he's saying? That he doesn't recognise his own city and he's not happy about it, he's not impressed uh, by it. He believes it's hideous. 
Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. So it's really a simple question. Do we have to change? Do we have to modernise? Or do we get stuck in the past somehow? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Now, before I get to that, by the way, it's only been a couple of weeks, of course, since the funeral of Ashling Murphy. And the girl who was assaulted yesterday while on exercise, or doing a little bit of exercise in Kenny, is expected to be interviewed by Angarda Shea today as efforts continue to locate her attacker. To give me more information on it is Mary Cody, who's a journalist from the Kilkenny People. Good afternoon to you, Mary. Hi, Niall. How are you? Mary, you know, when everybody saw, when I saw this news yesterday, you know, immediately everybody starts thinking of Ashling Murphy. We start thinking, oh my God, not again. This is, you know, women can't even go out and run out in a park or walk in a park safely. Thankfully, thankfully, this girl got away or the attacker ran away. We don't know which happened or how it happened. But what exactly do we do we know at this point? Um, what we know is that yesterday at around lunchtime, um, we became aware of an incident that was unfolding outside Samsung whereby a teenage girl um, had reported or had, there was a, an incident between a teenage girl whereby she was attacked and she struggled and fought with um, the the male who attacked her and he fled on foot, it's understood. Um, mm-hmm. So and following that, then she was treated for injuries, but they were did not to be life-threatening. Okay, so I'm assuming from what we believe, the attacker had a weapon of some description. Now, I know some had described it as a scissors, somebody else mentioned some other weapon. So are we? Is, has that been clarified at this stage? Did, did the attacker have a weapon? Um, I suppose the guard investigation is ongoing, so I'm kind of cautious in, in what I say. And what there's a lot of... Um, there is a lot of talk locally about a scissors that hasn't been confirmed yeah. by Gardy that a weapon was. Gardy have confirmed is that there was an injury or sustained to the okay. to the young woman. And did anybody see the individual running away? Now I know Gardy Shikana have said they are looking for a white male with an Irish accent. So did did anybody see the individual running away? My understanding is this point no. Um, but obviously door-to-door inquiries are taking place and um, Gardaí are appealing to people for dash cam footage. Mm-hmm. So whether or not that may change, but where the election incident took place, it's, it's quite rural. It's, it's near a busy road, but it's off the road. It's off like a country road, a boring-type road. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few houses, but it's sparsely populated. So I don't think... My understanding is that there was no... Um, there was no witnesses. witnesses to, okay. to, to the actual uh, somebody, a male running away from the incident, no. And in relation to the dash cam footage that the Guardian are appealing for, because as we know from the previous, from previous instances, this can be vital. These kind of, any kind of, you know, cameras or CCTV uh, can be vital in these cases nowadays, particularly with modern technology. I mean, for those, I wouldn't be familiar with the geography of the area, you would obviously, mm-hmm. but where particularly would, would you have been driving that you might have saw this person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, leaving the park yeah. or whatever it was? Where would it be? Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually would be surprised at how they would be familiar with this area because it was on the old um, Dublin to Cork Road past the village of Johnstown. So it's very many legends that happened on a, a minor road just off that known as Cullinan's Lane. But Gardaí are looking for anybody with footage from that area. So anybody that was driving along the road uh, between 11am and 12.15 yesterday between mm. Johnstown and an area called the Gallop. Okay. Um, they're urging those people to come forward. So it's a very specific time window that they're looking for. It's an hour and 15 minutes. 
Okay. Um, and the the area where the attack happened would that be a, a popular area for walkers or for people to go? With that, I mean, or would it be somewhere off the beaten track, so to speak? No, I mean the the main. So the the alleged incident happened on, as I said, a small lane just off a main road. The main road was extremely popular. With like I was out there all day yesterday afternoon, mm. and there was plenty of still like walkers, um, mm-hmm. you know, up and down the road. The where it actually happened, I suppose, is a little bit more rural, but it's still within view of the of the main road. So, yes, yeah, there will be plenty of people that will, will be popular, and people will do kind of loop walks and runs. Of course, um, yeah. Around the area, yeah. Yeah, people, I suppose, who walk regularly like to change the scenery every now and again and go as maybe a slightly different route. And, exactly. And, yeah, and in relation to the reaction locally, I suppose, after what happened to Ashling Murphy, it's foremost on everybody's mind, safety, and particularly safety of young women uh, who are going out, you know, for a walk or whatever it happens to be. I mean, what has been the reaction locally to this? And An awful sort of, I feel, shock, concern, and fear. And as you mentioned the Ashley Murphy case, and I suppose nobody... You know, there are parallels, and this is obviously a very it's a live investigation, and circumstances haven't been um, clarified yet, and the investigation is ongoing. But yes, there's a lot of fear, and I know, like last night in the local GA club, they actually posted on social media, they kept public lighting on till 10 o'clock to leave people exercise over a walking track. Mm-hmm. And there's local councillors, and they're, you know, urging for people not to go out and walk alone, and to very much. Yeah. So, in a that people feel that they have to. To live like that, um, yeah. But I think people, until the investigation is concluded, there's there's a lot of fear, definitely. Um, I know the young lady was treated for her injuries at St Luke's General Hospital in Kilkenny, and obviously been treated for shock because for somebody to go through incident like that, whether they're physically injured badly or not, I mean the shock and the trauma of being attacked mm-hmm. randomly must be horrific, you know. Uh, particularly after I suppose, every, as I said, it's foremost in every woman's mind probably in the country uh, over the last three or four weeks. Uh, has anybody spoken to her or have? Because I know it's a small, close knit community. Yeah, and- no. Um- I think she is at home and she's recovering and I think physically she will recover. It's expected that she'll make a pretty good recovery. Um, she's a leading student uh, in a local secondary school and it's a school community there reaching out as well. Mm-hmm. She's the principal there just a short while ago. Um, so, you know, and the family will be a well-known family and people are just there for them and I suppose they're to support them in whatever way they can over the coming weeks and months. Okay, well, look, hopefully um, uh, we can put this behind us, catch the individual who was responsible for this, and hopefully uh, that young lady can get on with her life. But unfortunately, it's something that's going to be on her mind uh, for a long, long time, and it'll be very difficult. Uh, but listen, thank you very much indeed, Mary, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank episode. you. All right, uh, there you go, Mary Cody, who's a journalist uh, from the Kilkenny People. Um, and uh, Again, we're in a situation where we're talking about you know the safety of women. And uh, look... This is not nice. It's not nice when these kind of things happen. It really is because it puts everybody on edge and everybody is is fearful, you know. Anyway, uh, hopefully that lady makes a full recovery, that young girl. She's 17 years of age. Hopefully she makes a full recovery. Now, getting back to the old versus the new. I mean, I mentioned already and somebody's given out to me saying, Niall, why would you say you're ashamed of your own city? Because it's dirty. That's why I'm ashamed of it. I mean, if I go to some beautiful cities around the world and I compare it with Dublin... Uh, particularly our main thoroughfare, which is the capital city. Um, obviously, we get a lot of tourism. Uh, comparison to the rest of the country, uh, we have the largest population. And I'm not saying, uh, to be honest with you, there was a time, and I said this last night of the year, 
that I would have said going back 10 years ago and I'm quite happy to always change my mind and apologise for previous remarks that I believe that I wouldn't live anywhere apart from a city I've completely changed my view on that um, I now would not like to live in a city or anywhere close to a city um, I would prefer to live because now I'm used to it living outside a city and living more in uh, a rural part of the country I would much prefer it and I can see the pros and the cons that I couldn't see maybe 10 years ago when I constantly lived in the city or near a city so I want to know what we've done to the city, what we've done to Dublin City, Galway City, Cork City, Limerick City. You know, have we retained the tradition or have we destroyed them with, as Gabriel Byrne says, hideous buildings? Now, the hideous buildings, of course, are apartment blocks for people to live in because our population is growing. So we need to provide more places to live for people. But he's probably right in a sense that we need to be building them in the centre of the city. Could we not build them a little bit further out? Could we not spread the cities out a little bit more? Decentralise. City planners don't seem to think of that. They never do that. They tend to want to put these massive 16-storey buildings in beside a little cathedral. I, I mean, there's, a, there's three beautiful cottages across from where we are here. I don't know what the legal story is with them. But they have built all these apartments all around them. And the three little cottages are just there in the middle. And there is no light getting into them. None whatsoever. And I don't know who owns those apartments. I know nothing, or the cottages. I know nothing about them. But I assume, I can only assume that when they were planning it, they asked the individuals would they move out. I'm assuming there was an offer made, but I'm assuming the people wanted to stay there because that's where they lived all their lives. And they just built around them. And it does go to show you that sometimes when a city evolves, it has to happen, whether you like it or not. And people are forced to move out. But I want to know, do you think the city has become hideous? Or your city has become hideous with big buildings? Or are you one of those people who believes, no, nah, look, now, nah, you know, we have to evolve. Things change. Time moves on. Uh, keep texting. Uh, the number's 87 treble 8 That's 87 treble 8 And you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anne? Hey, you've been nine. Not a long time now here. It's, it's nice to talk to you, Anne. How are you keeping? I'm grand. I'm just back from Spain. Ah, look at you. This time last year, you were terrified to leave the house. I know. <laughs> and I've been over there three times since. Well done to you. Yeah. And how are you feeling? I know you were a little bit unwell. How are you feeling now? I, I'm not too bad, Niles. Not Good. too bad. I'm glad not to hear that. I'm genuinely that. glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the relaxation over there is just... Whew. Yeah. Are well, you sitting by the pool, Anne, with your feet up? Um, no, well, you see, we're up the mountains and... We weren't at the pool because the pool was closed oh, at okay. a certain time of the year. Well, but um, no, it was so relaxing, Nile. And it's, it's nice. It's nice to come out when it's not freezing cold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the thing about it is, I don't. I think the more I can't. I don't know which way to put it. I just think they don't go on and on and on about COVID. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I was, in, I was, in, I was in Florida there. Cold. Yeah, I was in Florida before the end of the year last year and there wasn't a mention of it. No. Yeah, not a no. mention of it. And it's... Nobody cares. Believe, it's, it's like someone's that's taken a ton of coal off your shoulders. I know, I know. I think, I, I think for a lot of us, we have a lot of mental health problems because of that. And you fly into Dublin Airport and you say, Jude. Here we are, back to square one, yeah. yeah. Well, back to this again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, getting back to yeah, what getting back to the traditions. About. Okay, so you'd be a Dublin. Yeah, you're no, a Dublin woman. I, I was, um, I was a city person. Yeah. Because we lived up in Ballybock. Okay. So we just used to get the twenty-three down. 
So where, where, did, where did you live? Beside the garage there on the corner? Uh, yeah, Clonus Avenue. At right, the okay. Crow Park. Okay, okay. But like, there again, Crow Park ruined, ruined um, all uh, uh, Clonus Avenue. I mean, they built it so high that there was no need to build that so high. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And uh, they did that without... They did it behind people's backs. I never understood the logic. I know Bertie Heron wants to build a stadium outside Dublin, right? But mm. I, I never understood the logic of the Aviva Stadium or Crow Park um, building huge stadiums yeah, in, the middle, huge. in the middle of a city where people live. Yeah, well, uh, you used to... If we came out my mammy's back, God rest her, if we came out my mammy's back garden, all you could see was Crow Park. Yeah. So when they had concerts on over there, we didn't have to go down to them. You we just had to get a chair out and sit and listen to them in your <laughs> mummy's garden. So you got them for free. <laughs> <laughs> but now, in fairness, Co Park has been there for, what, a hundred and whatever years. Oh, uh, yeah. So but it was it, never yeah, as big as it is now. the way they yeah. extended it now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not right. And, I mean, the people there in Clonleaf Avenue, they have an awful lot to put up with. And I won't mention oh, I know. things on No, I know. The People line. peeing in the front gardens yeah, and all sorts of things. I yeah. mean, they do have an awful lot, Niall, and I've been there. Do, but they, do, they, do exactly. guess, do they get compensated? No, no. Do they get free no. tickets to gigs and things? Um, the chosen few did. Okay. Is Put it, it that got, way. Is there like, like a lottery system or something? I don't know, Niall. I don't know, but uh, we never got them in any way. I remember with Garth Brooks that time, they were talking about uh, a lottery system whereby, you know, everybody put their yeah. name in the hat and then they'd give out, say, a thousand tickets or something to the locals yeah. living in the area or something. Yeah, but they never gave out a thousand, Niall. Yeah. That's a load of cops yeah. wallop. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Okay, but generally well, speaking, when you, when, you like, drive, when you drive into Dublin City, say O'Connell Street, Henry Street... Delmore Street. Delmore Street... I mean, do you think tradition is gone? Do you think it's... it's Gabriel Byrne right? is it covered with hideous buildings now? Yeah. It's gone. Mm. All the decent butchers yeah. down Moore Street, yeah. they're gone. Gone. Um, the dealers, I don't know if there are any there now. I really don't. I think there um, is still one or two. Yeah. Um, we used to go in and get our fish. Mm. I used to travel from Kilimanjaro into city centre because that's where we could afford. Yeah. Into Mercery. There's a whole row there's a whole row going on about Mercery's at the moment now because of buildings that are there that yeah. they want to take down to build a shopping centre. Uh, they which, had which, a shopping centre. I know, but they want to build another one there between do you know where the Carlton Cinema was? Yeah. And Moore Street. So that area there, it's like a square. Because the, yeah. the back of the Carlton Cinema would be Moore Street, right? And that, well, that's should they took down the, that um, The Royal hotel. Dublin Hotel. The Royal Dublin Hotel, wasn't the it? The Royal... Now, do you know what we used... We were only talking about this at Christmas. That had a bit of a reputation, but didn't it? Have? But we were only talking <laughs> about this at Christmas night. Yeah. When we used to go in shopping. Yeah. And we'd do all our shopping, and we'd get someone to mind the, the, the smallest one. Mm. And we'd go in and do our shopping. And we'd always go into the Royal Dublin. Would you? For a cup of tea? No way, Niall. Be coming in for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the Royal Dublin, you had the Carlton Cinema, which is gone now too. It's Dr. Yeah. Quir- that's and Dr. Quirky's the, um, Casino now or something, isn't it? Or whatever it is. I don't know. You had the Carlton Cinema. My mammy, 
My mummy used to go in there every Friday night. Yeah. With my daddy. And then you used to, further down you had the new metropole. The new metropole. Around the corner you had the, in an Abbey Street you had the Adelphi. Adelphi. And then on the other side you had Cleary's. Yeah. Which was... Gone. Gone now. Hickey, but... Yeah, it was traditional, yeah. Go down, yeah. go into the bar, bargain. In a load of jeweller shops there. I mean, do you remember all the kind of... That's right. Yeah, and you, then down Talbot Street, you had the three or four guineas. Yeah, bulgers. You had bulgers, you had uh, Duns down there. Yeah. They, uh, are they gone now? The no, they're still there, aren't they? But there's very few butchers now. Yeah. Because that's where we used to go for our butcher meat. Yeah. And it's all pre packed now, isn't it? They knew you when you walked in. Yeah. Oh, there you are. It's the same, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, my and dad used to go to Talbot Street to get his meat. Was it all Hazens? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that was Dublin. But it's not now. People used to tour, come over here and have a look at all that. But now you walk down Mead, down uh, Moore Street, there's tattoos. There's just daddy, dad, daddy, da. <laughs> All that. Now, yeah. what person on the holidays want to see a dorky tattoo shop? <laughs> well, I suppose they want to get a tattoo. It'll be all right. But no, I agree with you. When you walk O'Connell Street in particular, which yeah. should have been kept because it is a main thoroughfare, it's our main street yeah. of the yeah. country, not just of the city. But when you walk down it now, it's filthy dirty. It's full yeah. of takeaways, casinos, McDonald's, right. Kentucky Fried Chickens, um, all sorts of takeaways and stuff like that. It's it's not a nice place, sadly, to be anymore. And it's not safe either. Well, I tell you something now, Nile. You just, just had to say something there to me. When we go to Spain, there's this big supermarket. Yeah. And it's huge. But on the top floor... There's loads of Kentucky Fried Chicken and there's this and that and Burger King and all. Now, you would never see Burger King or anything like that where we are over in Spain, out on the street. You will see flowers and trees and what have you. At traditional buildings. At traditional building where in this supermarket, you just go up to the very top yeah, floor. Yeah, the food plaza, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's a whole big floor of different places you can eat. Yeah, like so how many how many McDonald's do we actually need? Do we really need that many of them? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the, the, whoever gave the planning for all of these takeaways in O'Connell Street, you know, I, I don't maybe they're in the wrong job as far as I can see. So but they're, not, they're not even takeaways. Okay, well, what you about can't, you can't go up and order? You have to talk to this bloody machine. <laughs> It's like a scene from Back you to know, the Future. And my husband will be standing there looking at it and then he'll just say, forget about it. Come yeah, on, let's yeah. go. But you can still go to the counter if you want to. But anyway, and then what about the, the other aspect of it is when you walk down the quays now, yeah. before you would have had the old traditional buildings, a lot of them now were quite dilapidated. Heading down to for, um, Towards the tree arena there, okay? Yeah. Yeah, but now what you see is, you know, these 16-story, you know, financial centres yeah. and buildings and apartment blocks and... Uh, like where we are here as well, right down at the end, down here. It's all big, yeah, huge and buildings. It, uh, and is, that, is, that a, is that a good thing? Because people need places no. to live. Well, I'm not going to get into that argument with you now, Niall, because um, 
that's all right if if you keep it tidy. But I know where it, they have nowhere to put their bikes and their this and that. But you you're walking down and you're seeing bikes and barbecues in on the veranda and. Mm-hmm. It just takes oh, the look yeah, off the whole I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, people leaving their washing out on the veranda. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> now, I'd probably be knocked down by uh, by everybody that gets on, saying, where, who does she think she is and all this. But when you're used to go, all your life going down and seeing, I mean, my daddy was a docker. Mm-hmm. And we walked down there most time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my daddy walked down there every morning. And I think if the man was alive today, he'd be horrified. He'd be turning in his grave. Yeah, he'd be horrified, like. Yeah, it has changed. And for those people, by the way, who don't understand what the word veranda is, it's a very old Dublin word. Well, actually, it's probably an Irish word. It's the balcony. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, people, yeah. See, there you go. See, and most people wouldn't know what a veranda is anymore. No. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, I don't know, Niall. It's just... It's changed. It's, okay. It's changed. Okay, so so you do agree with Gabriel Bourne when he says, "Oh yeah, it's full yeah, of hideous yeah, buildings." Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, the, and the architecture of the city is gone. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Okay. I, so, I mean, I tell you something. Yeah, I, very quickly. I was looking on my phone this morning right. and I was reading. I was just telling the girl there, and they were building houses. And if you've seen the houses they were building, now I didn't cop on to where they're building the houses, just as well, and. If you, the houses are that close together that you could nearly dip your bread into the woman next door soup (laughs) and you wouldn't have to have a lunch. I know exactly what you mean. I've seen them. There's not even room for a car in the garden. My divine God, aren't you disgraceful? Thank you for that. Okay, Anne. Uh, Keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-008. Anne clearly believes. The old Dublin is gone. And not just the architecture, but the old markets and Moore Street and the butchers and all those famous shops we were familiar with that they should have been retained. We should have tried to protect them more. The likes of Cleary's. The government should have stepped in. It's not just a shop. It's part of Dublin. And we should have saved them. And the same would apply, by the way, to many cities around the country. Um, you know, that they're changing so much that people don't recognise them anymore. And people believe it's not a good thing. Uh, the number is 87 8 is it a good thing or a bad thing that we're providing more places to live for people? Morris, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Gabriel Byrne has certainly caused a bit of a debate today in relation to how hideous Dublin in particular happens to be. Do you believe yeah, it? I think it, is it yeah, hideous? He, is it hideous? I think so, yeah. I think Dublin has lost its soul to the financial people who wanted to come in and just build, build, build and make money and forget about everybody. The heart and the soul of Dublin. But isn't there a purpose to that? The purpose to that, say, around here for a particular, in particular, like there's there's apartments here particularly for students, there's apartments across the road here for for families and stuff like that. So isn't it providing people, we're constantly at the government to provide places for people to live and then they do that and then we're giving out to them for destroying the architecture. Uh, No, you're not destroying the architecture, you're destroying the soul of the city. That's Mm. what it is. Because money, money makes money. You understand that as well as I do. And like you said, I'd live in the country tomorrow because I've lived in the suburbs all my life. But I sent the girls in photographs there of Dublin in the rare old times, as it says in the song, uh, Luke Kelly, you know, Dublin in the rare old times. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember the character when we were growing up as kids called Bang Bang? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the photographs you sent in, by the way. 
They're brilliant. Have a look at them and I'll tell you... Yeah, but you have a lot of those photographs. Now, I'm looking, there's one there with like five kids standing outside an old wrecked doorway yeah, or de- derelict building. Yeah, yeah but, th- but that's that, that's almost poverty I'm looking well, at. Well, that's tenements. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I understand. yeah. There's only photographs that will bring a smile to your face. Do you remember the man who used to busk in Dublin with an accordion and he had a white stick and an overcoat? Yes, do I do. Yes, I do remember. There's a photograph of him when he was younger standing at the Haypenny Bridge, and even in the 40s and the 50s, people were putting money in his pooch. That's the heart of Dublin. Oh, way, who was the man who used to stand on O'Connell Street taking people's photographs uh, on the that O'Connell the Bridge? Man. That was the Hungarian man. Yeah, there's a, there was a, a, a photograph display on somewhere about him, and somebody has all these works. My yeah. family went and found photographs of my brothers and sisters when they were younger. But yeah. Luke Kelly sings it. Uh, the glass cage is springing up along the quay. I remember Dublin City in the railroad times. And exactly what he sang in the song is exactly what's happened to the city. Um, I think Dublin... The yeah, but you can't, yeah, but you can't retain that forever because, unfortunately, time takes its toll on concrete. So you, you can't... You, I mean, we can retain important buildings because it costs yeah. money to retain them. Like, for example, the Central Bank. Um, you know, where you see that beautiful architecture and, the, and those dome-shaped windows. Well, they're not windows, they're concrete. And the reason the windows yeah. were taken out was because there was a window tax many, many years ago. Uh, yeah. And the Georgian buildings all up around Merrion Square and all around... We do try our best to retain those, but that costs money to do that. You can't retain everything. And no. buildings eventually do become unsafe and have to be taken down. Do you think the Liberty Hall should be saved? Because they're talking no, about it at no, the moment. No, no, no. I think but I've always said Liberty Hall is the most disgusting-looking building I've ever seen. It's, and and they, 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 somebody came back and said to them, oh, you're going to have to do improvements on it for its walkability. It's an iconic building. It's now, there's not, no there's nothing iconic about Liberty Hall. <laughs> well, because of the history of the unions. And I ah, well, uh, that's, but that's, yeah. that's not a reason to but, uh, keep it. I yeah, mean, it, it's a horrendous, hideous-looking... I would agree with Cable Board about Liberty Hall. It's a hideous-looking yeah. building. Well, there's worse in Dublin than that now. Look at them bloody uh, concrete bunkers they built at Wood Key for the civic officers or the head well, officers. Well, well, I mean, we've been doing bunker, this. Right? We've been doing this for years. You take um, when you go around past Bloom's Hotel there, the the new Central Bank or the old. Yeah. Uh, it's not Bank of Ireland anymore because they've moved down here to the Keys, right? But that was wasn't the Bank of Ireland, wasn't it? And that was yeah. a horrendous building to to build right in the middle there at Temple Bar or a crossroad there, you know, off yeah. Dame Street. That's a horrendous bit. It, it didn't fit in. It didn't look like anything in the surroundings. I don't know who gave planning for that. Wood Key, of course, was another disaster. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah and I you mean, know why that Bank of Ireland building went in there? Because we lived in an era when brown envelopes were being passed around. Absolutely. That's why it happened. That's why it happened. Yeah. And that's what killed this city. Yeah, well, That's I mean, I don't know if the city planners are sitting down there at Woodkey, like, pin the tail on the donkey. I haven't a clue how they do it all, but, yeah. but certainly there remember, are some buildings I could absolutely say are disastrous looking. I remember one city planner was caught coming back from the Isle of Man, and he had 300,000 in, in a suitcase. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I don't think that's going to be happening yeah. anymore now. Yeah, hopefully. As, as, as Luke Kelly said, who's going to buy Ireland for mark or dollar? Who's going to, for what do the sons of But you again? do accept, Morris, that a city has to change. This is not Venice. You know, it's not, like, Venice is retained, for example, as it is, because it's that yeah. power of, of why they get their tourism. It's not, they're not going to build a skyscraper in the middle of Venice, right? But I'm all for progress, and I'm all yeah. for thing. Well, make, make, don't turn it into a nice Don't turn it but into how, but, I, but you can't... Like, David Bourne must have been living in some horrible places in America. <laughs> he looks at Manhattan and L.A., all these high-rise places and buildings, 50, 60, 74 high buildings. Yeah, but how they're all new. They, but the thing about it is, like Manhattan's a new place. Now. Yeah, but maybe he's come back and he sees it happening here now, and that's why he's saying it. Mm. 
But the, you know, yeah, but you, you can compare Dublin, say, with Manhattan, because Manhattan was designed, you know, Dublin just came about. There's a difference. You know what I mean? Manhattan is, it was never anything but skyscrapers. Well, and money talks, and as the Native Americans say, everybody over there that's from Europe is living on stolen land. It's their mm. land. Yeah. You know? So, so, are you, so is there any part of you that you would say you're proud of your city? I'm proud of the people because when I seen the blind man on the bridge in the 40s and the 50s, look at the photographic danger. I said, that's the heart of Dublin. Even in the days when people had little or nothing, they still helped people who were worse off. And I love that about my city. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Catherine as well. Catherine, you're Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing? How are you, How are you, How are you Niall? Okay, you, you've listened to Morris there, okay? Yeah. Now, but your argument is cities have to change. Absolutely, I think so. I did work away for a while, and even when I go back in our time, it has changed too. You know, I have to say, I want to give you some good news, and these are the facts, and they are happening, and I can assure you they definitely are happening. Cleary's um, Niall is due to open the end of this year. Okay. Positively. I know two st- uh, retail stores going in for, for, for sure. One is, won't be much to you, you will be interested in K&M. And the other is Flannels. It's another shop for your man, Ashley, the English guy. So these will be like pop-up shops within... Well, within. it'll be retail. Yes. There will be two restaurants. There'll be a rooftop restaurant yeah. uh, and a hotel right at the back. The hotel is holding it up because there was never a hotel before. It's been built on old an old place that was at the back and I saw which will be doing that a big favour I have to say yeah, so yeah. it should look very good this is at Sackville Place there yeah 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 yeah. Massage is staying the same. They can't do anything with the front. That would be the same. The clock is back up already. I've been down a few times up and down on the bus. Oh, Cleary's clock is back, is it? <laughs> Absolutely back up, yeah. Yeah, that was the deal. They had to stay. And the staircase as you go in, where you see a little tea room there, they are part of the same deal, shall we say. That will be there as well. Yeah. The restaurant will be on the ground floor. And you'll have another one or two there as well. So it'll be a big new... Jase, you have a lot of inside information there, Catherine, haven't yeah. you? Pardon? You have a lot of inside information. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to work in the, in the system, shall we say. Oh, yeah. And I know um, the people who still work there. And it's your man, you know, your man, Clear, what's his name? Um, um, he does all the, um, the chatting for the city. What's his name? He owns the shop, the old Guiney, John Michael Guiney. Oh, he yeah. still okay. does a lot of chatting about it. And he's, oh, I can't believe it. And to help you out with Moore Street... That will be on the way as well. The only thing holding Niall. that up Hang on, is uh, the, um, the people who the traders on the street. Yeah, sorry, Morris, you want to say something to Catherine? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one thing about... I'm, I'm glad the, the moment put the information out there because I said it many years ago when the, when the building of Clearly's was sold from underneath yeah. the local and it was so... I will, I'll boycott those businesses that went in there because yeah. those oh. people that bought it are going to make profit of other people's Ah, stuff. you can't be it's, thinking no, I don't like think that. So, Morris. No, that won't be happening. Morris, no. Morris, Morris, it's not their fault it closed. Workers were screwed. Yeah, but, yeah, but, no, but yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Morris, but it's not K&M or whoever it is or whatever no, retail sector. It's not their fault that happened. Why should somebody work for 45 years and have their... Morris, you're missing the point. I'm not... Morris, would you stop? I'm not disagreeing with you. You're missing the point. Those new... uh, Cleary's is closed. Would you rather be left just derelict and vacant for the rest of its days? Are you you going to sanction uh, people getting their their rights? No, not at all. 
And we and we were one of the very few stations who covered it extensively at the time, and we covered Debenhams and Debenhams workers, and we sympathised and empathised with them, and we did everything we could for them. But you can't hold that on forever. The building is empty now. It's gone. Unfortunately, what happened to the workers at Cleary's is disgusting and despicable, Mm. but it happened, and it's now part of history. It has to be. And they've done it again. And with with Debenhams. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll learn lessons in the future. We can change laws to stop things from happening like that in the future. But as it stands, Cleary's, which is an iconic shop and well known to everybody and part of the main city of this country, is completely empty. And we need to get life back into it. So if people want to go in and set up retail in it, should let them at us. If we're going to come down what they're doing, I won't be going into that building. Fair enough, Morris. I do stand up for what I believe in, but that's just a bit silly. I don't know, you're missing the point. If one of your family members was one of the Clearly's workers, you'd be up alleraging them and giving them a hard time okay. over what you do. No, no, I, no I, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying you can't hold the grudge against the people who are moving in. They've nothing to do with it closing down. It's the people that sold the building to them. They're making money over other people's misery. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's get Thank back. Let, okay, <laughs> okay. Let's get back to everything else that we're talking about, Catherine. You know, yeah. Gabriel Bourne says you know the city looks hideous. Would mm. you Would you agree with him? Well, having said that, no, no, I don't agree with it. No, I don't. I'm, I'm in and out of town quite a bit myself. No, having said that, I won't deny the fact it's there for everyone to see. We do need a big uplift. No two ways about it. Definitely. Now, Harmiston, who owns the Dundrum Shopping Centre, they're the ones behind the New Deal in Moore Street and the top of O'Connell Street. A big revamp there. And uh, the three buildings uh, from the 1916 Rising, they will be left there. They will not be touched. Okay, be because there. that's what the big argument is about knocking these buildings yeah, down because they, they back, they no back on to where the no. Carrollton Cinema, the no. Royal Dublin Hotel I've been was. I've meetings about it myself, not I've been there. Okay. They will not, no. They are part of the deal. Now, they did try, Hammersons, they did try, but it wasn't going to happen. They want, what they wanted to do in the first place in Moore Street, Moore Street would have been the building site for the next three years, which is not going to happen. So therefore, no, the deals have gone through. And what about this? Catherine seems you're quite knowledgeable about the whole situation. You have all this inside information. I mean, O'Connell Street is a disaster, right? Now, yes, I, agree. I I don't know how long the leases are for these fast food chains Me and, and the no, Dr. Quirkies and all those other yeah, type places. Yeah. But it's not something I believe is attractive in no. the main thoroughfare in a no, capital city. No, no. So what's the plan for the future there? The plan for the future, the top there is that that hoarding you see in, in front of the old Carrington site, you know, and the hotel at, at the Royal Dublin, that's well gone. The whole, the old cinema of um, Carrington, that's only a facade, that's only a big wall. That's when right. you look behind that, there's nothing. There's a plan to put a walkway through to bring you to Moore Street, and there's retail shops, a retail spots going there, and there's talk of a small cinema at the top of the street there, so as it turns into, shall we say, Parnell Street. It goes, that's all a big, yeah. huge job being on the way, and that will happen. The hold-up now, because Hammerstons wanted too much, you know, they really had to keep putting them off. They were pushing for things that we didn't want. Well, Dublin didn't want in general. I think you either wouldn't want as a job. So we wanted something there. Now, not just, nothing more tacky. No more yeah. tacky stuff there. Now, there's no way in O'Connor Street you get nobody. I don't care if you're the Pope, whoever you are. You will not get uh, any deals for fast food shops in O'Connor Street. They're gone. Any shop now must go in with the deal, must go in with the facade, and nothing more will happen there. Unfortunately, the ones at McDonald's, they're still there. Nothing yeah, how many do. McDonald's do we need? Like, yeah, well, really, there you, you know go, what exactly. Mean? I mean, like, exactly. like, you stick them up a few side streets if yeah. you want to, whatever. But exactly. I mean, not on I the main it. street. I mean, I, get you. I mean, you look at Oxford Street in London. Yes. You know what I mean? That's, that's yes. what O'Connell Street should yes. be. Yes. 
And I have to say, as you said earlier as well, Grafton Street, thank God, it does hold a lot of decorum there. That is Absolutely. So why, 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 couldn't, we, why couldn't O'Connell Street have held exactly. that same decorum? Exactly. I mean, when did that all start happening? That was back in the early 80s, wasn't it? All the... Yes, yes. I know. Would you, would you do, you remember, do you remember the old O'Connell Street with the, the Gresham Hotel? Yes. And... Well, that's still there. I know it's, still, I know it's still, there. still there. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but, it, was a, but it, was a, it was a street to be proud of. That ah, was a five-star hotel at one stage. You know, I agree. And, yeah, and it was a city to be proud of, wasn't it? Yes. The only thing holding the, 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 only thing the fort there, Easton's at least is the old, but I won't say it's old, but it's a show we all know and still yeah, yeah. there. And of course the GPO. They're the only two refining factors you can talk about on the Gresham. Yeah, well, and I know the women the like survive. pennies. Pennies is there too now, isn't that's, it? Oh, that's still like, I bypassed that one <laughs> deliberately there. That's <laughs> yeah. still there, yeah. They're what was, what was pennies spot. before it was pennies? It was M&S at one M&S, stage. Yeah, the British that, Home the Stores. Cinema, the, the old Metropole Cinema. Yeah, I remember the British Home Stores was there. Yes, one. yes, yes. And they, true, they, yeah. they were threatened or something. That was during the Troubles, of course. They were exactly. threatened and they had to close down. Yeah, and then up yeah. the street then, up the, you had the Adelphi up Abbey Street. True. Gone. Yes, that's, of course, the back of Roaches now, as you know. The, yeah. the old, the back of the, of, um, um, the uh, Arnott. Okay, okay. So the main problem seems to be on the north side in comparison yeah. to the south side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think, Niall, in all honesty, you know, and, and that clearly, to believe you me, we opened the end of the year, that's a fact. Apart from anything else, I think that... In regard, I know Morris has his ideas, and that's his. I, I understand this that. point. I do. I, won't, I can tell you now. I won't be boycotting it. I can't wait. Okay. Go in there and have a look. I might like everything in it, but my God, it'll give us a little bit of a whip of life into town. Thank God. Back okay. to it. Now, will it be called the safe store? There'll be nothing different. So, will it be still called Clary's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, that's good, Catherine. I'm running out of time. Listen, Catherine, thanks very much indeed. You are a mind, no, just a world of information there. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Then eight seven one double eight travel zero eight. All right, let's not just focus on Dublin, by the way. Just before we go into the news, let's speak to John, who's our roving reporter in Cork. <laughs> John, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you? I like that title. <laughs> yeah, John. I mean, look, it's not just Dublin. It's Cork. It's Galway. It's Limerick too. I'm I'm aware of that. And you know, Gabriel Byrne obviously did focus because he's a Dublin man on these hideous buildings. Yeah, yeah. But do do you think? Cork is just evolving, or are they destroying it? Well, it has evolved for the good in parts, and then has been destroyed, in my opinion, in other parts. I mean, at one stage we had six cinemas inside in the city centre. Now we have only just one. That's because we have all these multiplexes now, yeah, you know, locally, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you know, outside of the cities. Exactly, but they all, you see, they all had their own kind of ambience and their own kind of uh, traditional. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. you know, I miss yeah. that. Like, I, I, well, I wait for my bus to come out to Southside here, the, the old survival cinema. I get really nostalgic when I look at it. Now it's all closed down and there's nothing happening there. And you know, when I was a kid, like in Patrick Street, there on a Sunday night, there used to be a queue. I mean, my mother, father, be going down town walking down like a lot of other people at the time. And there would be nearly a queue of 2,000 people there. That had Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm actually just remind, reminding me, because I remember when I was a kid and we go to the Savoy, you'd go to the Adelphi, th- there would be a queue outside. The, so the movie was on at 8 o'clock. At yeah. half 7, the queue would start to form. Oh, yeah, and I'd be down been, the road. Yeah. 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 No, uh, it's like the song uh, Dublin the Railroad Times, you know, the, 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 the verse which says, I watched the new glass cages spring up along the quay. But that's exactly what's happened here in Cork as well. All the new architecture is just less and steel, less and steel, less and steel. I mean, look across it. It looks okay at night when it's set up. It brightens up the place and looks good then. But you're in the deal, like, I mean... But that's... But John, there's a logic... Well, I say there's a, there's a financial reason for that because it's impossible nowadays to make uh, buildings out of granite, which is what they were made out of in the old days. They had granite pillars and granite stones. Well, I understand Because that, it's too expensive. Like, you couldn't afford it, to do it. 
they have to be like some of the apartments there. No, you have the caller Anthony there. There's a regular caller there from the College Road in Cork. They put up a new complex there. No, for student accommodation, like dwarfing the community in that area, right? And it's like a small little city, like I mean, it's again, it's just an anon- a big anonymous square box. Yeah, but yeah, but isn't students. that isn't that what young people and the new generation want is somewhere to live, and that's what we're trying to provide them with somewhere to live in the city. And we have to be reasonably economical about it because we can't afford to build it any better than that. Because if we do, we'd have to charge them ridiculous yeah, but rates like to they're, live they're, there. They're making decisions. Like we've talked to bridges in Cork. And they built another one. They, they, they were able to get a million euro. I know where they pulled it from, but they called it the Mary Elements Bridge. Now, Mary Elements was like mm. the female version of Oscar Schindler. She saved over 200 kids from the Holocaust, right? And they've no problem naming it after her. Well, nice to stand in Brian Baru Bridge before with the span of water up to Patrick's Bridge and the Royal Throne up to the north side of Cockton. That view has gone to me now because the bridge they put in the middle, which is now known as the Bridge of Obesity and the Fat Ass Bridge locally, because if we didn't need another one in the middle between Patrick's Bridge and Brian Baru Bridge. Mm-hmm. But that vista is now gone. Yeah. So, you know, there's just like, and some of the, the complexes still. Near the city itself, like on, on the like, Camden Quay, which is just above Patrick's Bridge, the main bridge. And like, you wouldn't see them like in, in Soviet Russia. Like, they're just anonymous, grey, horrendous looking things. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, 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 do, I, I do understand. And there's a balance to be sought between the new and the old. I mean, there, there, ha- there, there, is, there is. And I'll finish on this. There, there's just one uh, thing that's was like, I was a great test. I didn't go more to Dublin like in the 70s, like, I mean, because anyone I know now that has moved from Dublin to Cork, you know, they all say the same, that they don't recognise Dublin anymore. It's not their Dublin. It's, there's just too many people there, number one. I wouldn't live there if you paid me with the greatest respect to ever in Dublin. It's just too phonetic. There's too many people there. But anyone that's come to, from Dublin to live in Cork, they all say the same. And mm. I remember when I used to go up there in the 70s, like, like it's not the same. Like, it just is not. I know no, I, was, I know, I know, I know. I know it's not the same. Sorry for cutting you a bit short there, John. I know it's not the same. And, and people will say, look, we have to evolve. Uh, but of course, we have to try and keep tradition as well because tradition is always such a bad thing too. Uh, John, thanks for that. Somebody says, Niall, if you're talking about O'Connell Street, don't forget McDell's Jewellers. Of course, the Happy Ring House, uh, which is still there, by the way. We've just entered 152 years in business and have just reconditioned the neon light and turned them on after 10 years of them not working. I didn't even know the neon light wasn't working because I haven't been down on Collins Street in God knows how long. But of course, MacDell's was always very famous when you went into the cinema during the intermission in the middle. Don't forget, when the movie ends, why not drop into MacDell's, the happy ring house? It was always a picture of the couple, the happy couple sharing the engagement ring because of course, they're very famous for couples getting engaged and popping in and looking at all the rings. Will you be popping in there, Ashley? No. <laughs> All right. They'll be going in there to get their beautiful solitaires and cluster rings in McDell's, the happy ring house in O'Connell Street, which is still there, by the way, and doing extremely well as far as I know. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.